Welcome, you're listening to the rest of the sermon, a podcast where we dive deeper in content and conversation of last Sunday's sermon at Westside in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. For more information, you can visit our website at westsidepb.org. And we're back. We are back to the rest of the sermon. Welcome, everybody. And we're back. And we're back. We have a special guest with us this morning. Yes, we do. We've had some exciting news, some exciting things. We've been telling you guys for a while that there's been some exciting things happening in the life of Westside via now the Grace family of churches. And this Sunday, we officially announced that we have added a new team member to the Westside staff and team, and that is Miss Nikki Mauser. Miss Nikki Mauser. Yes. There she is sitting there on microphone number two. How are you, Nikki? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited. The soundboard is so powerful. It's got so many uh, cool sounds to it. Terrifying. Yeah, it's good. So right before we came over to the podcast, this is what's so great about the West Side team. Nikki, your husband, Rick, who pulled up, who we'll hear about in a little bit, who is a character straight out of a movie. Absolutely. <laughs> character's a great word to describe him. Handlebar mustache and all. Yep. And Nikki says, guys, come out and check out the lambs. The lambs, yeah. I bring lambs to church. This yes. is the first farm animal I have brought to church. We brought donkeys in for Palm Sunday. Yes, but yes. the Mauser family's in the middle of fair season. And for <laughs> so my family, great. that means the SEMO District Fair. My daughter raises market lambs to show and yes. to sell. And it was a good year. Oh, great year. It's a good year. year. I love Um, it. I'm so proud of the Ripley County Fair right now because they did a phenomenal job supporting these kids that raised these animals. Very cool. And so now we're hitting the big big show for these kids, the SEMO District Fair is going on. That's a big deal. So to all our listeners, Popper Bluff, we're located in Butler County. So a county south of us, which is as close as you can get without actually getting into Arkansas state lines, is Ripley County. Yes. And and so that is a little bit of hill country over there. Yeah, we're hills and rivers. <laughs> hills and, and rivers. Is, yeah, yeah, that so is home. If you've if you've seen the TV show Ozark, there's a difference in <laughs> hillbilly and redneck. Yes. And we're just going to leave it at that. Yeah. And yeah. So it's go. true. It's true. I love it. Well, Nikki, we're super excited to have you on the podcast. Yeah. Even even more excited to have you a part of the team. Yeah. Thank you. Very cool stuff has been happening. Um, Nikki, give us a, a bit of background. What's home for you, if, if you were in an elevator with somebody Ooh. going to the top floor and they were like, Nikki, tell me about yourself. Let's say there's 10 floors in the elevator. So I would talk about me for like two seconds and then learn everything about them because I don't like to talk about me. That's but good. It's a good person. You guys need trait. to know me. That's good. So um, I've been married for about 150 years to Rick. <laughs> Feels like it. That's good. We've actually been married for 22 years. Wow, that's cool. We've been together about 25. Five. Oh, and that's wow. hard because I'm only 27. That's cool. <laughs> I don't that's know funny. how we're there. That's funny. Um, we'll leave the math yeah. to the listeners. Good luck with that, guys. That's hilarious. Um, I have two kids. I yeah. have a 21-year-old son and yeah. a 15-year-old daughter, and we have a farm. And I am the reluctant farmer. We have dogs and donkeys and sheep and it. chickens and guinea birds. I love it. If you guys know Nick, so so Nikki is a hairdresser yes. by trade. Yes. She's yeah. she's into the culture, like uh, like looking night, like just the whole deal. Yeah. Like, like you're a hairdresser yeah. and the there's farm. An image. And then there's the farm. And then yeah. there's the farm. Well, and just to clarify for our listeners, I think people and I think people in this day and age they hear farm and they think like Instagram, oh, I have some chickens and yeah. yeah. you guys are out there like It ain't Chip and Joanna games. <laughs> yeah, this is the real deal. You guys no. are real farmers. Yes. Yeah. No, we're out there at, you know, six in the morning, feeding animals, turning chickens out. Yeah. And, you know, hair wadded up on your on the top of your head yep. in your pajamas some days. And it's no, it's not glamorous. Asking at all. each other, did you close the gate? Did you close the gate? Did you <laughs> shut the gate? Close the the gate? Yeah, because if you don't close Everybody the gate, has poop on them at the end of the day. I love it. Look, there's a no shoe rule in my house, and it's not because I have toddlers. This it's is true. because I don't want poop yeah. inside. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I mean, Nikki, what what was home growing up? So I've always lived here. Okay, cool. Um, around the Poplar Bluff area. Yeah. Um, Born here at the old Poplar Bluff Hospital. Nice. Um, I went to high school. Now, now the old Poplar Bluff is that the downtown one? So, oh, 
Because there's three phases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the old, so when you say, I can say Roman was born at the old hospital. So you're thinking the old Lucy Lee hospital. Mm. And that's where my son Cooper was born. I was born at the old Poplar Bluff Hospital. And that was even before we had Lucy Lee and doctors, which is the one over headed out the east side of town. So yeah, I'm I'm older. Downtown. Downtown. Nice. Very cool. So and now Rick, your husband is from Ripley County, from Donovan. Yes and no. Okay. So Rick, yeah. Ricky was raised in Ripley County. His family is up from the Marquand area, up around okay. Fredericktown, nice. Madison County. Okay. Yeah. So his dad, via farming, um, raises cattle, and nice. his dad got a job down here. So Rick, when he was three, four, okay, his family moved over to the Donovan area, nice. and he grew up on a cattle ranch, raising cattle and doing all that. When did you see Rick for the first time? Oh, this is funny. This is He's great. He's like, you can't tell that story, and I'm like, I'm gonna have to. You got to. Um. So he was actually dating a really good girlfriend of mine. <laughs> And I was with her. I was 15. I couldn't even drive yet. Yeah. And I was with her and we went by somewhere he was at. Sure. So To see if his truck was there. No, he was oh. there. He came out. That's that old school stuff right there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I remember thinking, who's this guy? It's so weird because he didn't seem like her type. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, and because of these pants he was wearing, it was very weird. Like I the, love it. They were like a pajama pant. Describe um, the pants. MC Hammer type of. <laughs> it was very on, weird. It was were they? Very, was he able to give a roundhouse kick in those? He pants? could have. Yeah. It was very John Claude <laughs> Van Damme. So yes, I love it. He could have. Um, so that's when I first met Rick, and then. Um, so Rick left the rodeo world and started racing dirt bikes. Well, my cousin and her husband, my I never knew this. Yeah. Oh yeah. Very cool. Um, Rick's cool. Yeah. Rick's something y'all. He's, <laughs> I, love I never get bored. Yeah. So, um, my cousin and her husband, he, my, her husband always grew up racing dirt bikes. Okay. So they ran in the same circles and I would hang out with her. She was the big sister I didn't have. So yeah. I was with them all the time. And so Rick and I knew each other. Yeah. And one, I don't know, I was 18. Yeah. And hanging out with her and I was like, I bet he would be a lot of fun to date. Yeah. And a couple weeks later, and I have to tell on myself, and I hate this. I love it. I left a note on his truck. He was yes. at work. I left a note on his truck. This is classic like, move. Hey. Yes or no. I was like, yes. hey, you know, um, it didn't happen for a while. And then, like I said, we always knew a lot of the same people. So through the same sure. crowds. And then we started dating. And Dude, here we this are is all so, these years later. Man, because nowadays... Now, man, because so I would say something very similar, like leaving note on the car growing up in that era. And now, man, it's all like, well, he sent me a DM. Yeah, Yeah. that's so weird. And yeah, and it and I know that now it's so normal and and there's no weirdness to it at all. And, And kids, if you're listening, more power to you. That's your culture. That's great. But to hear like. Oh, he sent me a DM and then we started chatting yeah. versus like I got the classic note yeah. under the windshield right. wiper. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. that's good. It's, that's good. It's bizarre because with my kids being the age they are, they are older yeah. kids and they are dating and doing things. They're like, oh, well, we we snap. We, and yep. I'm like, yep. do you talk in public or at school? No. Why What's would that? we do that? And I'm like, <laughs> how, how? And they're like, they will just. You know? See, and so we all grew up in the era of I, I have to position myself to be in the physical space yes. that this person's in. Right. And now it's when we're in the physical space, we're not talking. No, right. But no, when we we're away from each other, yes. we're snapping or we're doing yeah. whatever. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. they under, they understand that and they accept that of each other. For me, I'm going, it's so backward. I know. Because it's backward from the way I was right. raised. Yep. Um yeah. We have to work to not be the crusty old crusties that go <laughs> like we didn't do. Nikki, right. if if someone was like just a quick get to know you, what if what is a movie, Nikki, that if it's on TV, you're like I'm gonna watch this. It commercials, ads, and all. Oh, what favorite movie, whatever? I'm gonna watch this movie. Okay, so that's a hard question. Yep, and there's I agree. a couple of them. I agree. Um. So if Forrest Gump's on, oh, I'm always yeah. I'm always in. Yeah. Um, Shawshank sure. Redemption. Yes. Okay. I will sit there and watch Andy Dufresne. Yeah. Um, but if I'm in like a mood and yep. I need some some something to like check out and put me in a better mood, I will turn on Night at the Roxbury <laughs> every <laughs> single time. Yeah. And that speaks to my '90s oh, teenage oh, self it. in it was, ways. It yeah. was such a good Saturday Night Live yeah. skit yes. that that's one of the first ones yes. that yep. became a movie. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. What would be, we asked this question in our connection class this week, and I thought it was really cool. 
dream vacation. And when I mean vacation, I mean no kids. Oh, because I when, like, I've yeah, done that. Because when kids come, that's a family trip, it folks. Is a family. That's yeah. not a vacation. <laughs> so anywhere in the world, you and Rick, vacation, where is it and why? Um, so I would love to say somewhere like super cool, like the Maldives, the tropics, yeah, somewhere sure. down there. Um, I'm a ginger and so I love the sun, but it hates me. Um, I love so the that's practicality of this answer. This, this is, is my, good. This is my brain. Is so for like two to three days, yeah, I will happily go sit on a beach and yeah. just, I've done, it's sure. awesome. Um, in reality, I really would love, I'm a history buff. Like I Let's like go. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, my husband's more like old west cowboy stuff yep so a trip out west no okay. kids where we can hit all the dorky touristy yeah things like Very the okay cool. corral without the kids going oh. this is just a yep. rock i don't want to look at it <laughs> so yeah. tell rick you guys need to do this my dad was an evangelist and so he did a tour one summer out west he would plan it and we got to, I stood on a corner in Winslow, Arizona. Yeah, my mom did that. Yeah, yeah. So, so we did all of that. We did Phoenix. We did Tombstone. Yes. And we did the OK Corral. And I got to tell you, it's kind of like Pee Wee Herman in the Alamo. <laughs> I love it. It was like, you paid this money, you're in this line, and they go, OK, guys, we're getting ready to go to the OK Corral. And there's a fence that looks like it was built with whatever trees were around and dirt, and it's probably the size of your backyard and you're like this is it and yeah. they're like if there was a gunfight this is where they would go and you're just like oh okay sad. but the town and the theaters the theaters still had holes in the ceiling from when they saw a show they liked they would shoot their Neat. guns off like cowboys yeah. so there's cool stuff yeah. but but there's definitely a, an element of it where you're like wah wah but yeah. <laughs> the west is crazy cool yeah. Is crazy cool. I could see Rick that would really, really oh, yeah. like that. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Tell me about growing up. What was, what was church for you? What was hobbies for you? Family, siblings, all of that stuff. So I am the oldest of four. Nice. Um, I have three younger brothers. Okay. So, so your firstborn trait. Oh yeah. Nice. Oh yeah. So kid side makes perfect sense. I like, love it. Hey, let's get everybody into trouble, and it'll all be my idea. <laughs> this is going to be great because now you're on staff with yeah. just two young guys, and yeah. so this is great. It's going to be fun. Stuff. Yes, this is good. Um, but no, I grew up here. I went to high school a little bit um, about I don't know. Nine miles, maybe north of the Arkansas line, down okay. in a teeny tiny school, Neelaville. Yep. Um, go Tigers. Let's uh, go. <laughs> Who, by the way, for the past couple of years, girls' sports, uh, baseball, state. Mm, yes. I mean, so ball, baseball over there is no joke. Uh, basketball is even bigger. Yep. We have one yep. of the best coaches ever. I will fight you for Let's that. Let's go. We have Coach Becky Hale. Love and it. She is. Awesome. The and girls she's have got made the a run at state. Yes. To prove it. Yep. That's um, awesome. Becky and I actually graduated high school together. That's cool. She's a very, very dear, cool. dear friend very of mine. Very cool. But no, um, I, I've been here. We left after Hurricane Katrina for about two years. We wow. were in New Orleans. Yeah. Um, and then we come back and... Now you were in New Orleans. Did Rick have a business? Yes. Rick okay. was running heavy equipment, doing debris cleanup and going through all of that. So wow. I decided how to figure out life. When I have a six-month-old, because when Hurricane Katrina hit, I was pregnant with my daughter oh my and had gosh. a kid in kindergarten. So when it came, um, Rick had a great opportunity financially sure. for him to go down there. Yeah. He jumped. Um, that was in you know August, September. What was it like to see the devastation? Heartbreaking. Yeah. I have never cried so much in such... Wow. Uh, I'm like, just... It is eerie. I've heard guys who went down on like mission trips. Mm -hmm. Courtney's uh, dad actually did to go down and help. And they said that towns just didn't exist. Did anymore. not. Yeah. Um, I had never experienced New Orleans or the surrounding areas before Katrina. Sure. So when we moved down, the kids and I moved down after Cooper had gotten out of school, my yeah. son. Um and we were down there. Jolie was like six months old. Yeah. And we moved into a fifth wheel camper. We bought a bigger one. Wow, and yeah. we lived literally on a gravel parking lot that had a shop building that all the equipment was in the shop building. Yeah. And all the workers lived in campers wow. in wow. front of it. Yeah. But it was so eerie. Like even driving through, say, Poplar Bluff at night, the street lights are on. It's yeah. not dark. When you drive for 
miles through the city and there's buildings and it is the darkest, creepiest place. There was a boat that we were heartbroken when they finally got it off the side of um, the highway because it had been there since the hurricane, the storms had blew it in that we were like, what? It's gone. We can't take people who come visit to go by and see the shrimp boat right. that's there on the yeah. side of the highway. Bubba's shrimp boat yeah, right there. it was, wow, it was bizarre. That's incredible. When you say boat, it's not like a little skiff. It's like a no, full-blown... full-blown Forrest Gump yeah. Bubba shrimp boat. I wow. mean, because where we lived at was off Highway 90 or Chef Mentor Boulevard. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of... You took the Six Flags exit and then ran the old highway. It was the old before the I-10 come through. And there's the Venetian Isles. And in that community, there's a lot of shrimp boats that go through the canals and go out onto the Gulf. Wow. And it was was eerie and wild. Um, But for me, spiritually growing was one of the best things. Wow. I had never been away from my family or my friends or anything. I had a six-month-old, a six-year-old, a husband working 120 hours a week. Right. Life was awful. Wow. You couldn't go and do anything anywhere because there was Baptized by fire, man. Yeah. I sat at that dinette um, and read my Bible, and me and Jesus talked all the time because it was necessary. Did you you have any conversations with people out there that, like, you'll never forget? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I have had... um, There are people who I don't know their names. We never met. Yeah. Um, My husband had a man on his crew. Um, So with Rick working so much... There was a violent side to all of that. There mm-hmm. was the looting and the yeah. un, the safety. Yep. Um, we enrolled my son because we wanted life to be as normal as possible for him. Right. So we enrolled him in Calvary Baptist School. Yeah. Okay. There in Slidell. Um, and I would drive 45 minutes from where we lived at over across the twin span into Slidell and drop him off at school every day and come back. Some days we'd stop by Target or Walmart because sure. Slidell didn't have as much damage. Yeah, so yeah. we would shop there. I was warned. My husband was warned. Hey, your wife needs to change her route. People are watching. I'm like, what? Yeah. Because. Jack, you coming back from Target or yeah, something. Yeah. I had a six-month-old baby. was so low. I mean, I'm from yep. Southeast <clears throat> Missouri. What do they want from me? You never locked your car. Right. Exactly. Yeah, sure. Sure. Um, but wow. we would drive through this wildlife preserve and they would forever steal cars out of the city and bring them out and catch, burn them yep. because it would be like. I don't know, taking it to Deer Leap up at Current River. No one's around. Let's set it on fire. And I was warned. And I was like, oh, that's eerie and creepy. And So this goes back to my rap days. Yeah. Um, Like Lil Wayne and Master P and those guys are from there. And they talk about being from like the Fifth Ward or the districts and stuff like that. And so that's intense. I have actually been to the Ninth Ward. Yeah, Ninth Ward. That's it. The Ninth Ward, yeah. Wow. So you talked about... That was a monumental moment yeah. um, in your relationship with Jesus. Tell me what it was like growing up. What was church like, small town, Neelyville? Because our listeners right. in this area, um, a lot of people resonate when they listen to the podcast and we talk about religion or we talk about a church being on every corner. Yeah. Or the main testimony when we baptize people is, like, I grew up in church. Yeah. I did all of this, but I never knew that this was like a relationship type of right. stuff. Yeah. Tell me about what that was like for you growing up. So growing up, um, yeah, I'm like everybody else around here. We're in the middle of the Bible Belt. I yep. mean, it's there's churches everywhere. Pick one, go. Yep. Um, I remember going to church as a kid. I remember doing um, all the VBSs, yep. like Methodists. We'd drop there and we'd make our pot holders. Yeah. And um, I remember going to Brownies at the Pentecostal church wow. across the street from yeah. where the house I grew up. I was not Pentecostal. They scared me when they stopped because I was yes. like six <laughs> yes. and they would start talking in tongues and I didn't know what was happening yep. right. um, because my grandmother, God rest her soul, was a great lady, but she would watch headline news. Yep. <laughs> Tyler, yep. do you remember headline news? Okay. Because <clears throat> um, again, I'm speaking into my age I here. I love it. Um, and she would watch things happen. And I remember the San Francisco earthquake. She's like the book of revelation. And she had the hardback old school King James. That was like four inches thick. Yeah. Lectern Bible. Oh, right. Prominent place on her coffee table. I love it. Did not move. I mean, like that was the display Bible. And was she, would she consider herself Pentecostal? No. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. So bizarre. Yeah. No. So she would tell us those things. My grandma, um, 
was Seventh Day Adventist. Wow, interesting. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. so she was of this. She would invite, like the Jehovah Witnesses would knock on the door, and Grandma would let them in, and they would yeah. talk, hang out, um, wow. and she would read us those. You know, oh, in the end, the end is nigh, and she would yep. read and terrify the fire <laughs> out of me. Yeah, because yes. I would go to bed that night, and I didn't know I was repenting, but I absolutely was. I'd be like, right. dear Jesus, yes. please don't don't take me. I'm sorry, I was mean to my brothers right. today. <laughs> um, so you would definitely say, growing up, then it was. I never didn't know. Jesus. Yeah. I never didn't know God. I had a healthy fear. Yeah. It wasn't until I had kids and was much later in mm. life. Like yeah. I'm going to say my before I had relationship. Yep. Yeah. Before right. I understood the difference. Before it was defined by what you don't do. Yeah. Because this yes. is who we are versus yes. this is what we get to do yeah. in a relationship. Yeah. If wow. I if I was breathing too heavy in yeah. church. Right. We got to look. Yeah. And you didn't want the look because then you got talked to. And if you said anything about like, what, why are you looking at me? Oh, yeah. And you got taken to the bathroom and you didn't want that either because nope. that's nope. trouble. Man, man. So so tell me, how did you land? I mean, I remember, I don't know if I remember the first Sunday. Me either. But, so you're good. Yeah. Okay. But <laughs> but I remember probably the second or third yeah. when you guys had come uh, repeatedly yeah. at Westside. Yeah. And so tell us about that journey. Where were you guys at? How did you even find out about Westside? All of that stuff. So Rick wasn't really raised in church. Yeah. He attended for like, we joke and call it CEO, Christmas, <laughs> Easter only, yep. special occasion, yep. that kind of stuff. My family was in and out of church. Mm-hmm. As a teenager, I left the church I was in because of things that I saw yeah. and I didn't like amongst church leadership. I was an immature follower. Yeah. Mm. Um, and there were some issues that, I still don't think are okay, but sure. that was then. So when we had kids, we didn't have the kids in church a lot. Yeah. Um, and then life did not lead us till we moved back. Um, my cousin said, hey, come to this church. And I'm like, eh, I don't like some of the people that go there. I'm not going. <laughs> I love <laughs> True it. True story. Small town, yeah. baby. Let's go. Let's go. So my son spent the night with him, and he went to church, and he's like, mom, I want to go. And I'm like, okay. And Rick's like, will you take the kids to church? I'm like, uh-uh, bud. If right. I'm in, you're in. He's like, oh, I knew you were going to say that. Yep. <laughs> so we loaded up and we went to church. And we were there for a few years, but we never really felt connected. Sure. I, and that was my first introduction to relational side of Jesus and grace. Yeah. Because when you have those foundations that are... The Ten Commandments, you know, when you say don't cuss, drink, or chew, and go with girls that do, that was like a version of what I had lived. 100%. Um, So I spent probably the – Rick accepted it like so blindly, and I remember being so envious and frustrated and jealous because he was like, oh, okay. And I'm like, who are you? I'm like flipping through the Bible trying to prove the pastor wrong. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Did not work for me. I love it. (laughs) Did not work for me. You know when a monumental moment for me was – and this was a big deal. And and I, I even share this sometimes with pastors was a Sunday when Rick and Cooper showed up in their camo. Ah, their first deer season. They were out in the woods yeah. and came to church yeah. because Rick didn't want to miss. Yeah. And, I didn't know he was coming that morning. Right. I walked in and he was already there. Right. And so, and just for our listeners, I think a majority of our listeners understand how you know how big of a deal that is it's but almost a religion in itself yes and yeah. that's the time of the year where you just you know i get a free pass right. it, you know it just is what it is but i knew okay some there's a shift here yeah. right. something has happened yeah. that rick would get his son out of the woods yeah. and and i thought that's incredible but number 2 what a testament to coop like well, to yeah. see dad do this coop's like, the reason we're at west side yeah so because small town America. Yeah. Um, my brother was working at a plumbing company. The chairman of our board is a plumber. Yep. I've known Matt Blackburn since we he was like four. Him and yep. my brother grew Fellow up together. Fellow Neelyville. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, and Matt had been talking to Aaron at work about church. Yep. Cooper had spent the night with Aaron. So cool. And Aaron and Sam had brought him into church. Yep. And he said, Mom, I really think you're going to like this guy. You've been looking for a home church somewhere to feel connected. Go and listen. So the next Sunday, I came. Yeah. Um, me and Jolie came. The next Sunday, Rick was home. He came. Yeah. And we've never left. Wow. And, I, you know, I just want to pause for a second. And I think it's really important for our listeners to hear. When you draw the lines and connect the dots of what you just said, oh. everything's relational. Oh, yeah. 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 
everything is relational. Yeah. And I think every pastor w- would agree with this, hearing this, that coming from being a pastor, if our congregation only understood that they carry the power of influence. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. That, that is where the connection happens, 100% on yeah. that. I mean, we're talking about a guy who was, you know, coming by a plumbing store, picking mm-hmm. up parts, having conversations and doing all of that. Now, obviously, there's some responsibility when somebody comes, are these things in order and this, that, and the other. But just the level of relationship hearing, that's incredible. But that domino effect of those relationships hit a kid in high school. Cooper yeah. was like ninth or 10th grade. Yep. Um, and, and that was huge because so cool. Jolie does not remember a point in her life where she did not have a West Side family oh. because she's now 15. Yeah. She'll be 16 soon. Oh. And I've got pictures of her at nine and 10 years old, yeah. um, holding babies that were being born yep. and serving yeah. in different areas. So it's beautiful to see how this, I mean, I remember, um, being in high school and dropping my brother off to play with Matt, yeah. you know, when they yeah. were little and right. all of those things to see how this, and now I get to watch my daughter love on Matt's daughter. It's wow. just, yeah. it's definitely a God Holy thing. Holy cow. That's, That's really for, cool. When you said that sentence that Jolie's never like not known yeah. Westside yeah. being a part of her life, yeah. that means so much. It's man. her family. Wow. That's incredible. Wow. And then I had the privilege then you guys, I mean, y'all's whole family, everybody's coming. <laughs> yeah. Um, you guys get baptized. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I remember that Sunday. That man. was that was huge. So always being in and out of church. Sure. Um, I never, I put too high of an emphasis on baptism. Sure. Um, I had to be perfect to be baptized, which is totally not the case. Wow, Thank yeah, God sure. for grace. Yeah. Um, and so you did a sermon series on why, and yeah. you were answering those questions. And I'm like, oh, okay. Wow. There was some conviction that happened. So we met, and I did not know um, until the day of that Rick's like, okay, so I'm getting baptized too. And I'm like, excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I'm in the back after being baptized, just, you know, ugly crying. I was, thank God I was back behind and no yes. one could see that because yep. I remember seeing it. Yeah, yeah. I was ugly crying watching my husband get baptized. We left that and went to my daughter's birthday party So <laughs> because cool. it was all around her birthday. Yeah, man. It was, I remember the, we did why give, why sing mm-hmm. because I, I because I had those questions. Because yeah. yeah. I was at a point where like, okay, I'm a pastor now. We have this shirt. Like, why are we doing what we're doing right. here? And that was because I remember um, Wade Smith yeah. was also got baptized yeah. in that same you know vein and all of that stuff. And, and he that just was got to baptize his little boy not that long I ago. I saw it, man. Yeah. I got so emotional yep. seeing that on social media. Cry on Facebook a lot. Man. So so now you guys are a part of a church family. Yeah. Um, we were in a community group together. Well, so this is how my brain works <clears throat> yeah. because I am the Enneagram 2. Yep. Um, you could stick my picture by that. I'm right there. I love it. <laughs> um, you were calling for community groups, and I thought, oh, we're going to go do stuff, like community stuff, because I had always heard them referred to as life groups yeah, or small right. groups. Sure. Yeah. Jason Jordan put a new word on it. And Nikki's <laughs> like, hey, let's figure this out. Let's yeah. go clean something, pick up trash, or do something. <laughs> yep. And yeah, we, we were in community groups and I remember going to the first one, Rick was gone. I'm like, I don't want to go. He's like, Nope, you signed us up for this. Let's do this. <laughs> yep. I'm like, man, he's like, yeah. he's good at holding me accountable. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we came, I knew very few people cause we started, yep. I'm wanting to think June ish of maybe 15. Gosh. Yeah. It would have to so, be around that time. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, it was. 80 people, 50 to 80. Oh gosh. It yeah. was like very 80 would early be a on. great, yeah, a great Sunday. Um, it was very early on. I remember Jolie when, I mean, we're having community group at y'all's house. Yeah. And I remember her being back there in her room yeah. doing schoolwork and stuff yeah. like that. And, and that was through like mid remodels of the house too, yes, because you guys came right. before we even knocked down. A, I have that picture still that I love, and it's like 50 people. In a teeny tiny room with every chair I own yep. in this room around this table. Oh, and it's man. awesome. Living life together, yeah. trying yeah. to figure it all out. Yeah. And so then you guys start volunteering yeah. in, in different areas and yeah. capacities there at the church. And so the kids' side was kids needed some kind of 
sure. bigger, better program as we grew. Yep. And I'm like, sure, I'll jump in and help. I'll jump in and help. And as, you know, organically as it normally happens, it's yeah. now like, okay, so we need someone to take point. And I'm like, well, I'm the bossy, you know, big sister. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. And me and a lovely group of women, and we still have a great group of people. Yeah, We're recruiting do. more and more every day, and we've got a lot more guys jumping in, which yeah. I love. Big deal. Um, I want our listeners really quick to hear, though, you you just got plugged in. Yeah. You, you were like, where's a need? Yeah. Um, I'm just going to get plugged in. Yeah. And then over some years, yeah. you've nurtured and fostered that calling, yeah. you know, um, and and so I think it's super important to pause and go. I think a lot of times when people come to church or they're being a part of a church, man, they want it like packaged with a bow on top oh. of this is who you are. This is your unique spiritual gift. This is the ministry that specifically specializes right. in that gifting. And the reality is, is it's just jumping in. Yeah. I um if you would have asked me even as little as probably four years ago, yeah, hey Nikki, you're gonna work for the church, I would have laughed. <laughs> right? I'd been like, guys, no. Yeah. Um, no. And it wasn't something that I ever really thought I thought sure. of. It wasn't even a thought to know yeah. whether I wanted it or didn't. It just wasn't a reality. It right. was, yeah. hey, we've got kids. I want them to never question how much they're loved, how mm. much they're wanted, yeah. where their value is. And on the other side of that, I don't want kids to walk into Westside and feel like when they're in the sanctuary, they can't say or do things. Yeah. And They can't be kids. They, yeah. They're kids. Yeah. They're learning. We're adults and we muck it up. We don't, yep. we don't know what we're doing half the time. Yep. Um, the kids need to know this is a safe place. This yes. is where you go to pray. So we yell in the big church. Yeah. We, um, One of the things we do for our listeners is we have the first Sunday of the month and, and it started to kind of give volunteers yes. a, a break yeah. a little bit. That was yeah. a motivation, but it's really turned into a, a deeply like theological right. reasoning is we have what's called family worship. Yeah. And so Tyler, tell them kind of what family worship is, yeah, the fam- goal well, kind of behind that. I personally love it because it's an, uh, one, we see the room packed, not just with more people, but with families. Yep. We see it's an opportunity where uh, moms and dads, you don't drop your kids off back at kids side. Um, uh, we still offer nursery and stuff, but you don't drop your kids off back at kids side. They join us on Sunday morning for the entire service inside the chapel. Yeah. That means that we're singing together. That means that we're praying together. They're involved in everything that we do all the way down to communion as a family. And uh, I absolutely love it, not just for the inclusion, the ecclesiology, I guess is the word that we've used in the past, community of bringing everybody together, but also just the fact that we get to sing those songs. Like we get to sing, we'll open up with um, a call to worship, and then we sing this little light of mine together. And we have to like remind people, hey, uh, the words of this song are just as true as the words to like how great is our God. Yes. Like, like these are songs that we sing and we never grow out of understanding these basic core truths that yes, Jesus loves me. Yeah. The Bible tells me so. Yep. So we engage in that. Nikki, you come up front and you do a phenomenal job like unpacking. Tell us a little bit about the things that you do because I want, I want people to hear it from you. Yeah. We do things like the sticky sentence, yep. the memory verse. Walk us through all of that. So we do. We um, Sometimes we'll show a video but we'll do a sticky sentence which is our little, uh, Jason has a, a big idea every yeah. Sunday. So our sticky sentence is usually some sort of cute catchphrase that yeah. the kids repeat and we will make them repeat it and if you're in that building in that in that room you're a kid um i, I want all participation kids need to see mom Amen. bow her head and pray yes. they need to see dad lift his hands in surrender yeah. and they need to know that it's when we do it in a cute little sticky sentence way it's the big idea tailored to the kid yeah but yeah. really quick <laughs> A lot of times, guys, the sticky sentence <laughs> the that the kids' side kids are learning yeah. is my big idea in the sermon yeah. in quote-unquote right. big church. And the reason why I think that's important for people to hear is because, listen, those kids can do Fortnite, yeah. Snapchat, right. while they're streaming on Twitch and doing all. These kids can know theology. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so we are building a foundation for these kiddos in yeah. that sense. So we'll do the sticky sentence. We'll do the memory verse. I love it. Sorry, my phone's going off. Okay. Oh, you're fine. Um, what kind of ringtone is that? It's, uh, I don't know. Oh, I it's didn't know. It sounded like Kane a country. Brown. Oh, it is. Okay. I don't know what is going on <laughs> right. right now. All right. Um, 
Off the top of your head, if you can just remember one, do you have a favorite sticky sentence or even just one that stuck with you? Um, so yeah, from VBS this summer, yeah. um, we did VBS and we kicked it old school. Yeah. Um, again, I'm old, so Love we did it, it that way. Uh, when we did the first night, um, it, the sticky sentence was, the good news of the gospel is that the hero dies for the villain. Yes. yes. Which is super cool because we got to play up, you know, all the superheroes and the kids got it so quick. Yeah. And I mean, four-year-olds understood that Jesus was the hero. Yeah. But the moment that got me in this role is when I had a little girl who is now in the sixth grade, recently baptized, yeah. um, when I was asking my bigger kids, hey, okay, so we know Jesus is the hero. So on the flip side of that, what is the villain? Yeah. And a lot of the kids said things like sin, the devil, Satan, like sure. they answered yeah. that. And one little girl said, we are. Oh, snap. Oh, I stopped. <laughs> I looked at her and she said, because we sin, because we're broken, because we do these things wrong. Wow. And so he died for us. And I'm like, how old was she? Wow. She's going into the, she's in the sixth grade right now. From wow. the mouth of babes. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. okay, you can teach now. Yes. My job yeah. here is done. I'm going to go cry in the corner because you get it. I love and it. that's, yeah, that's man. why the kids. And yeah. for anybody else that's listening, who's a part of a church or a children's ministry, there's a few sticky sentences that that we sort of recycle or or that we want the kids definitely to know every single year. Yes. Um. And you know, Jesus is God in a bod and stuff like oh, that. Oh, they got that one. On yeah. Lock. And yeah. so and and so I think it's important. Child psychology teaches us that kids learn through rhyme, rhythm, and repetition. Yep. Yeah. And so instead of your children's ministry looking like we've got to do boom, 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 boom. What if you very much so strategically and prayerfully considered what are like four or five core values that are massively important that when these kids leave kids' side that we know that they have? And I think that's massively important. And that's where the sticky sentence and stuff comes in. Yeah. And it and it needs to. If we can if we can make it I mean, they can sing you all the songs on the radio. Right. They can tell you their favorite Roblox, Fortnite, all those things. <laughs> yep. They can remember a sticky sentence. On the other thing that we do during family worship and every other week at Kids Side is we do a memory verse. Yeah. They need those Bible they need that time in the Bible. Yeah. So we'll ask them questions like we're in the book of Acts. Is it New Testament, Old Testament? Raise your hand if you yes. think it's old. Yep. Raise your hand if you think it's new. And it's it's dull sometimes and it's sure. just like super simple but that yep. repetition of knowing how to get in a bible a yeah. big a big part too is there's a like these are sort of the non-negotiables these are the things that never change at kids side but you always um incorporate the lord's prayer every yeah. we close every sunday with the yep. lord's prayer and so piper graham who I mean, it's five now, but Piper's been able to recite the mm -hmm. Lord's Prayer for a couple years now because of the fact of being in that environment, you know? And yeah. that is our closing. We want to close with that. We yeah. open kind of on a flip side. We open with, I want the kids to recognize one thing that has been good that is happening to them, for them, or will happen. Yeah. So we ha we start with one good thing every single Sunday, yeah. no matter where we are. Um, and it is so they can recognize, hey, I got to eat breakfast yeah. has been one. Um, birthday parties, friends, you know, all of those things, of course, come into play. Yeah. Um, hairbrushes, because right. a hairbrush <laughs> broke, Nerf guns. I mean, it is sure. all at the kid-appropriate level. Yeah. Adults, we, we have more complicated lives, so we complicate our relationship with Christ in yep. ways that kids don't. Big time. Mm. They just accept it and understand it at their age-appropriate level, and we want to build them up to when they are adults and life is hitting them all kinds of crazy from the outside, they have that light in them that they yeah. know who they belong to. They sure. know where they are. Yeah. And that is, you know, Jesus wanted you. You yeah. are here for Not a purpose. Not just that God gives them good things, yeah. but God is good to them. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. One cool thing that I love that you do as well is any Sunday that we have a baptism, um, you guys march in yes. like sort of like right after communion and stuff and the kids sit, I'm talking very front, yeah. right yeah. in the front on the floor and they witness yes. the baptism. And the, the moment that gets me every single time 
is when a mom or dad oh. steps in the water yeah. and that kid stands up and waves yep. or says hi or yep. that's my, oh my gosh, man. That's my mama. It's that's my powerful, daddy. Yeah. Man. Yeah. It is super powerful. So Nikki, tell us what's, um, what is exciting to you about the future? Uh, this opportunity of you um, coming on board part-time and directing kids' side and sort of the family director position when it comes from, you know, nursery all the way to kids' side. What um, what excites you about this? What lights your fire with this? The kids that we have, that we've had, West Side, I mean, go forth and multiply. <laughs> nailed it. Um, yes. Nailed it. Right. Um, these kids... Whether they're they're babies that we're loving on, um, Haley had baby Maeve there last night. Yeah. I mean, we've got we've got baby babies, and then I'm in a different season, and I can appreciate. I've had women who've been where I am who poured into me, so the fact I can do that to some of these younger mamas, yeah, um, is huge for me. But in that, I get to disciple their children mm. to grow up knowing that they're loved, they're wanted, they're valued, but they also are seeing this community rally around them. Yeah. Um, and they are getting the opportunity. Our teen girls have answered the call right now to kind of help out. Um, yeah. And it's an area like we don't have on Sundays. We don't have a teen program for sure. the kids on Sundays. They're old enough to sit in there. Yeah. But with them coming back and serving in kids' side, in nursery, they are now feeling that ownership of their church. 100%. Where, and, and that's one of those, you're not just coming into a place and consuming the information and walking out the door. You now have a vested interest yeah. because you know this baby. You know they don't like Cheerios. They want the goldfish. <laughs> right. sure. And it's, it's little things, but it is, again, building that relationship yep. to where... When these kids get older, they're yep. eventually going to take over my job. <laughs> Amen. Uh, take over your jobs. Yeah. That's what we yes. want. I mean, they are, we're creating disciples. Yeah. It's and, that simple. Yeah. And I think what's important to pause and reflect on, and it's what we said Sunday when we commissioned you and prayed for you, is we read Jesus's words in the Great Commission in yeah. Matthew 28 of, of go and make disciples, yeah. which is... Westside's mission, yeah. which is the mission of the church, is yeah. to make disciples. And and I think what's important is a lot of times um, an, an older mindset when it comes to churches is you've got quote-unquote big church, and it's got its mission statement here and this, that, or the other. And then you've got um, this kids ministry by a different name, you know, laser kids or mm -hmm. something. And then you've got a youth ministry that's, you know, this different name, or it's this, that, or the other. But we're really approaching this from, there's one mission, yeah. Yeah. which is to make disciples and proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. And there is a family. Yeah. And it's the church family, and then there's mom and dad. And so our job and your job is to come alongside, yeah, not to replace, right. but to help equip them in that. And I think it's super important because that's a clarified vision. That's a single vision, you yeah. know, when it comes to that, which is super good. Yeah. For sure. For sure. So what excites you the most in when it comes to the future of looking at West Side and the growth? And I mean, yeah, there's kids and this, that, and the other, but but what excites you? I feel like we're on the right path. Yeah. I, I mean, I really just feel that the answer is yes right now. Mm. And it's, what are you supposed to be doing this? Are you sure? I mean, and it's not, it's, I'm it's not good questioning. Word. It is the answer is yes right now. Yeah. This is where you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to be doing. Wow. And for me, like the, we live in a very anxious time where people are <sighs> uncertain and don't know. And I have a piece about all of this mm. um, that is super exciting wow. because I I would like again I would have never have said oh yeah I want to be in charge of all this I'm like um, I don't care just who do I need to ask yeah. to yeah. do X Y and Z that I'm wanting to do and yes. now they're like um, that's you you don't have to ask anyone I'm like huh okay I well, love here it. we go I love um, it and there is a piece that comes with that and that comes from 
you know, knowing what my job is. Yeah. My job is these kids Amen. and it's great. Yeah. Wow. That's a good word that yeah. the answer right now is yes. Yeah. Mm. I really like that. That's it's, where I'm at. We started Acts Sunday and, and the tagline is, I mean, uh, how we're packaging Acts is rooted in renegade. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's the language that I hear you saying. Yeah. I, oh. I hear you. I'm rooted in the calling. Yeah. That's very clear. But I'm also renegade in the sense of what needs to get done yeah. and where's God working at and yeah. how can we achieve this? And we we took that rooted in renegade and with the story of family and you used the never ending story yeah. in Kids Side this week. We gave them a blank tree, um, like a family tree thing, yeah. but we kind of gave it a little twist because not all families look the same. Mm. Yeah. Um, so in the bottom, we, we kind of at the the grassy area, we showed them that that was the roots and that was God. And the trunk of the tree went up and that was Jesus. And there was one circle in the center. And we said, hey, guys, this is you. Now, who are all these people that surround you? You want those to be Jesus-loving people. Those can be your cousins, your coaches, your teachers, your bus driver, all those other people that surround your life. They're part of your community. They're part of your story. And when we know that we are loved from all sides, but it comes from God, That's from good. Jesus, that it, it just makes everything so much easier to explain to the kids. I love it. I love yeah. it. That sounds like when Jesus said, um, I am the vine and yeah. you're the branches. That's yeah. where wow. it comes. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah. That is crazy. Well, Nikki, listen, we're so excited to have you on board. Yeah. This is awesome. Tyler, you got anything? Any yeah. questions? No, I, I just have one thing to say. It's kind of been running through my mind. Uh, Nikki, you, you and Rick and Jolie and Coop, you guys have done a phenomenal job and are still doing it now. You are you are tilling the soil in the hearts of those children. Amen. For casting seeds of the gospel in them that will grow into large, sturdy, Holy Spirit-guided and God's Word-loving and Christ-centered trees Amen. for their lives. You guys are doing Thank a you. phenomenal job. You're not just doing work for Westside. You are doing good work in the kingdom of God. Amen. And I am so thankful for you guys to be here. Incredible. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, a few things before we wrap up. Um, last, or Actually, not last night when you hear this, but Monday night, yeah. um, our ladies launched Westside Women. Yeah. Nikki, tell us how that went. I was oh, live was texting phenomenal. Courtney. Yeah. She said it was great. It was phenomenal. So they're doing some things a little different. I'm so excited about it. Nice. Um, we had a huge, huge turnout. Yeah, that's what I heard. Um, I, I don't know how many, but... I think over 80. I yeah. would say that would probably be... Yeah. But it, it comes back to the whole... You know, you spoke earlier about how West Side, you know, kids side is no different than big church, than big... And the same goes with the women's and the men's ministries. Yeah. Um, Amy, Kayla, and Courtney got up there last night and spoke about the West Side, you know, gospel community mission. Yeah. Um, our kids did that at VBS. They did gospel community mission. Yeah. It's it's the same message yeah. over and over, and it's necessary. And there were so many women who are so excited to dive into this act study yes. um, with each other that it is like I watched – a baby being held by her great aunt while mom was doing other things and grandma was doing. I mean, it's just, it's beautiful to live in a community like this. I love it. So if you're not, if you're questioning, I mean, you don't have to know anybody. Right. I will adopt you. Yes. I adopt all the people. (laughs) If you want to get to know women, come to Westside Women. Yeah. Those women that say, well, no one ever, yeah, I don't know. uh, And I get it. Introverts. Sure. sure. I don't understand you, but I can appreciate you. I love it. Um, but come, I'll, I'll, you know, sit by you and not talk. Yeah, maybe. we've we've received a little, like, some really cool training. And um, the guy said, listen, stop when you either give announcements or pitch an idea for something. Yeah. Stop asking people to sign up for something yeah. and to add something else to their life yeah. because people are exhausted. But what you do is you lead with the vision. And so you ask this question. Have you ever desired to build relationships with other women in the church? Yeah. The answer to that is yes. Then great, because what West Side Women is, is just that. Yeah. It's it's a great way to meet other women, and, and they can speak into the seasons of your life, because it's not... Oh well, if you're 20 to 25 single, you go over here. Nope. Right. It's it's not that. It's a good mix of all life because yep. we're all going to be there or were there, and it does. It's it's. You know, you're not 
distracted by your husband, your kid, your work, your yeah. this. This is the time for you to grow. And as women, we need to take that time. We are very good at giving for others. We yep. need to refill and refresh and take a moment. It's an hour and a half. Right. And yeah. and that was seen, you know, we have community groups and those will be happening later on in the year. But one of the reasons that West Side Women and West Side Men birthed was, is we did see that in the time in community groups, there was that needed time of exactly what you said. Yeah. Like, hey, man, I think this needs to be, um, you know, focused around a group of women getting together, getting specific on some things, and the men doing the same thing. Yeah. So the women's launch was incredible, yeah. and Westside Men launches Wednesday when this podcast goes live yeah. at 6.30 there at the church. Come it's going to be incredible. Yeah. We have got Mr. Marty Williams, who yes. is a former um, FBI agent, did three tours in Iraq, just an incredible guy yeah. who loves Jesus. Yeah. And so I'm really excited for Marty to speak into the life of our men, yeah, not man. just with the incredible stories that he has and all of this stuff, but he loves Jesus. Yeah, and what is it to be a man who loves Jesus and to follow him in this world? Yeah. And so super exciting stuff, man. Are we still live? Yeah, we're still live. I just saw something funny. <laughs> that was, was hilarious. Like, was That's like, awesome. That's, That's all right. I've got, man. That's all I've got. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Nikki, thanks again for coming yeah, in. Man, thanks for awesome. joining me. us. I'm, we, we are elated to have you officially on staff yes. at Westside. Super now cool. they can officially fire me. I love it. I love <laughs> so it. So great. Hey, uh, leading again with a little bit of vision. Men, uh, if you're listening to this and you have always desired um, to not, not just be around another group of guys and uh, a bunch of men who can shave, um, but to connect with other dudes who maybe know how to love their wives well, Amen. or maybe know how to pray with their kids, um, maybe know how to love Jesus and pick up their Bible every day. If that's interesting to you or something that you want to get involved in, Westside Men tonight is the perfect place for you. Come, it's going to be baller. Um, just as Pastor Jason said, we've got, I forgot his name already. Marty we, Williams. We got Marty Williams coming and it's going to be phenomenal. There'll be a fish fry as well, a bunch yep. of games. You get to throw axes and not at one another, but at a giant <laughs> wooden board. Um, so join us for that, that uh, Wednesday night tonight, uh, if, if this comes out tomorrow, tonight, Wednesday night at 6.30 at Westside. Join us for that for Westside Men. Uh, we are, uh, for the foreseeable future, one service, 10 a.m. Yeah, man, um, 10 a.m. Uh, we're, we're enjoying that packed house on, packed on house, Sunday. That's that good stuff. Yeah. Launched into Acts. Six. That's what I heard. Yeah. yeah. Heard it was bonkers. <laughs> we're rearranging today. And we gave away snow cones. Yeah. We did. So we try to celebrate. We started a new book of the Bible, Acts. And one of the things that we want to do is like create a culture of celebration with that. Yeah. And with the kids, we've done it for, for a few times. We've got a snow cone machine. So when they leave, <laughs> we send these kids home to their parents like sugared up <laughs> on snow cones. It's so great. Uh, our kids were a wreck on Sunday afternoon. It was great. I love so, it. <laughs> as um, new members join and they go through the connection class, um, I have 13, I think. Yeah. Um, before that we offer child care for. Yep. So I gave them a little tour. I taught them the secret door. Um, Jesse uh, Ray's escape room yep. is another way we, yep. we refer to that door. Oh, um, they got they got to learn the secret door, but then we went in and we listened to um, the band practice before yeah. church. And then we did army crawl relay races underneath the pews. Yes. So, you know, why not send them home with it. snow cones on the same day? I love That's it. So Perfect. Great. So we're uh, celebrating that we're yeah. starting a new book of the Bible with yeah. that with the kiddos. Yeah. And if, so we're an axe, man. Yeah. If you want to join us next Sunday at 10 a.m. at Westside, you can catch our live stream at the same time on Facebook. We are we'll be in week two of Rooted and Renegade in yep. the book of Acts. So join us for that. Thanks for joining us on the rest of the sermon. Uh, so thankful again to add Nikki to the staff. And Woo-hoo. it's been a great time. Super Thanks. fun to get to know you and share, share all about you. Yep. We love you guys. Uh, Until next time, may everything that we say and do be all about Jesus. We love you guys. Blessings.